a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. How are EMCs communicating about broadband to their members? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by Michael Cornelison, the Director of Communications for Joe Wheeler EMC in North Alabama. Michael, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Now, we are here, uh, as some of the other um, episodes that we've recorded, uh, we're at the TV PPA um, User uh, Utility CX Conference, um, and we've had uh, had some great folks come by the WordSouth booth here, and Michael is uh, one of the folks we knew before we got here, and um, we just uh, had a good conversation with Michael yesterday about the process that Joe Wheeler went through um, in order to communicate the future and plans and kind of get the membership vote on there. So uh, about getting into the broadband business. So Michael, if you don't mind, just kind of overview, um, an overview for us, what the last, I don't know, six or nine months have been like for you guys over there. Sure. So, you know, being an electric cooperative, uh, you know, obviously owned by our members, one of the unique things that we had to deal with is the fact that our members had to approve any kind of business that was not electric related, which includes broadband internet. So over the last few months, we've had to, uh, one of the requirements was for us to set up uh, public meetings, to let people ask questions and talk to them about it. Um, And then they had to vote. And it's, you know, the basic uh, vote set up in the same manner as our board elections. It was, we had to meet a quorum. And then, of course, uh, 50 plus one had to approve it, 50% plus one. So that's the process we had to undertake over the past few months. We had our feasibility plans done, and we had our our business plan set and some general ideas of, of where we wanted to go and where we wanted to take it. But we didn't have a product yet. We had to wait for the vote before we had an actual product. So, and that's a little unique. I mean, there are a lot of electrics um, around the country kind of looking into this, but I don't know that a lot of folks have that same requirement. I mean, maybe you're not unique, but there are, some folks don't have those hurdles. You guys had some, some higher hurdles to get over, sounds like. Yes, and and we don't necessarily see them as hurdles. Uh, We think it's actually kind of a good thing. Uh, We're we're not completely unique. There are a few, we have heard of a few cooperatives across the nation who have had to do the same thing. Uh, But we kind of like that it, it, you know, especially with the results we got, it kind of puts us on a stronger standing. Uh, it, It lets us know that this is really something our membership wants. It puts us in contact with our members, uh, getting direct questions from our members, which is always a good thing. Well, uh, let's get into a kind of spoiler alert here. Uh, Let's talk about those results, and uh, then we'll work back on how you got there. But let's go ahead and get into what what the verdict was when it came time for everybody to vote. Sure. Okay, so we are an electric cooperative. We have roughly 35,000 residential members. And um, our annual meetings, we usually average around 3,000 to 4,000 votes. Those are both mail-in ballots and and walk-in ballots. Uh, For this vote, we ended up with 7,200 votes. 
Um, which, that's a fantastic number. Yeah, that's that's about twenty one percent of our membership, which was which was a great result. Uh, uh, you know, of course, we would love for to get a hundred percent, but um, sure. the the end results were about ninety four percent approval. Wow, that's a pretty strong statement there. Yes, and we thought so too. I mean, it really kind of lets us know that this is something that our membership wants. They want it now, and uh, you know, they want us to move forward with this project. So, so that's that's what the results were. Let's go back and talk about how you got there because you had to hold a series of meetings. Um, was it one in every uh, county, or how did you, how, tell us about the meetings you guys had to kind of inform the membership about that? Sure. So we cover two counties in North Alabama, uh, Morgan and Lawrence, and the requirements in our bylaws are that we hold three uh, public meetings. But to be sure that all of our members had an opportunity to come out, and because we, we do cover a pretty large geographical area, we wanted to, we actually held six meetings. Uh, we held them at high schools and uh, in the area people were familiar with, they knew where it was, and they went pretty well. Talk me through those meetings. So uh, you get folks to, to you know show up. I know that annual meetings, folks will do the barbecues or the music, whatever, to try to get a quorum. But at these meetings, uh, kind of talk me through um, what's on the agenda for those. So these meetings were set up, you know, we didn't do it annual meeting style. We didn't offer prizes. Uh, we didn't offer food. Uh, you know, we just, we tried to keep them around an hour. We realized people are busy. Uh, and we did stream three of them. Uh, we wanted to give people as much access as they could. We wanted to hear from them, we wanted them to ask questions. We encouraged them to ask questions. Um, and, you know, we averaged, I think some of our meetings had around 50 or 60, but uh, most of them were closer to 100 people. So it was um, a, a decent representation of the area. I would say so. you got to be happy when 100 people show up. So. Now, you said, and real quick, you said that you guys streamed them. How, how were y'all, how did y'all do that? Was that Facebook Live or? Yeah, that was, we streamed them Facebook Live. Uh, we kept them on our Facebook page. We did a lot of promotion for these uh, with Facebook and social media, but mostly, mostly Facebook on that side. We, we also promoted in newspapers. We did a little bit of radio advertising. Um, we had some television stations cover it a little bit. Um, you know, but we were competing against Huntsville, so. Sure. And when we were talking yesterday, um, you know, the demographics or the age range of those meetings, uh, I think you said it, it kind of surprised you, but, but it also kind of made sense. Yeah, the, the demographics. So our first meeting, uh, we kind of realized that the demographics were going to be different than what we had expected, I guess. Um, and it was that they skewed a little older. But then it kind of made sense. You know, our meetings were held during the week, um, 6.30. You know, we have kids. We understand that people are busy and they're doing a lot of things. Uh, plus, I, I, I tend to think that the younger group kind of already understood what we were doing and just wanted us to get along with it. Uh, we were also, I don't I want to say surprised, especially given our area and the, the number of, uh, you know, being close to Huntsville and, and I think people are pretty savvy when it comes to this kind of thing. Uh, so we do have a lot of retired engineers and, uh, you know, people who work in, in, in aerospace kind of business. And so 
we got a lot of questions that were really good, and we appreciated that. Um, you know, they started. I'm, I'm glad we had our engineers with us. Uh, I bet you know Huntsville's so close to NASA and everything there, and, and uh, you know you could literally have rocket scientists in the room with you. So, yes, we we actually did have a couple of meetings where we had rocket scientists asking questions, and, and they were good questions. And uh, you know that kind of goes back to uh, preparing for the meetings. We we wanted to make sure we had someone there that could answer any kind of question. You know, so. We, we made sure we had engineers. We made sure that uh, we had our CFO was there to answer any financial questions. Of course, our CEO was there, and he, he kind of ran the meeting and, and spoke to everyone and answered the questions. So, uh, you know, it's, it's all about having the right people in the room. I think that's important, too, because you guys, I mean, that's something that folks may not have thought about. This may have been the kind of thing the CEO and the communications folks do, and then you don't have the subject matter experts there. So I think that's a, that's a good call. So we talked a, a little bit about those questions, but what, um, you know, both folks who were for it and folks who may not have been for it, um, what, uh, or folks who were at least trying to understand, what were a lot of the, the questions and the feedback that you heard at these meetings? Well, Honestly, most of the questions were, when is it coming to my house? Okay. Uh, but there were some people who were concerned about uh, how we were paying for it. They, they were concerned that they may not want it, and they didn't want to have to, to pay for it. They didn't want it to be a requirement. Uh, a lot of folks were under the impression that we were going to raise rates to pay for this. Uh, and so we were, we were prepared for those, and we answered those questions, uh, of course, you know, we're not going to raise your rates. Uh, this is all going to be paid for by subscribers to the service, and you're not going to be forced to take it. And once we kind of alleviated those concerns, I think people were a little more accepting, the ones who were skeptical. Sure, sure. So then after you have uh, the six meetings, um, what happens next there for the voting? Because they weren't voting at those meetings. It was. Uh, uh, well, tell us a little bit about how, how the vote was collected. So the meetings took place over September. The ballots went out the 1st of October. And, and that was one of the purposes for the meetings also, is to let them know that the vote's coming, uh, let them know what to look for, give them uh, sort of a heads up, and, and kind of gauge what kind of attitude and what kind of, you know, what our members were thinking. So we sent ballots out, um, you know, postage return, and it's the same format that we use for our annual meetings. Um, we sent them out to all of our members. And then I pushed, you know, through social and, and the magazine and uh, newspaper ads, the same, same, you know, the same ways we tried to promote the meetings um, and, and tr- tried to get the vote up as, as, you know, we wanted to make sure everyone had an opportunity to vote. We wanted to make sure everyone knew what they were voting for and, you know, to be looking for it in the mail. You guys were pretty confident when the votes were coming in that, that it was going to be, uh, um, you know, the, the membership was going to support broadband or, or how, were you surprised it was 94%? I mean, we, we, we did run a, a survey in the magazine a year prior. And the results for that were almost the same. I think it was 89%. But that was kind of informal. Um, and they didn't really know what, what the details were. We were just trying to gauge, you know, should we move forward with this? 
so we had an idea. We didn't have a lot of pushback on it. We, we, like I said, we had some people that were a little concerned about, you know, if they were going to pay for it and how it was going to be paid for. But once we talked about that, uh, most of those people kind of came, came around and said, okay, well, I'll vote for that. Um, you know, so I don't want to say we were expecting 94%, but we had an idea that it would probably pass. Uh, we, we, were, we were happy to see it pass by as much as it did. Absolutely. That puts you guys in a very strong position when, when 94%, you know, if it was, like you said, 51, 52%, it might be a whole different conversation we're having here. When, when you guys, I guess one more thing about the meetings, when you guys were having those, um, were you coming in as um, presenting it um, as just hear the facts and you're impartial, go either way, or were you guys coming in and really advocating um, uh, to get into broadband? Well, when we started out... Uh you know, talking about it in the magazine before the meetings, we, we kind of took an impartial view. It's like, this is something that we want to present to you. We, but by the time we got to the meetings, uh, you know, we had had enough, um, we'd invested enough in, in the time and, and just all the research that we decided it was time that we really needed to start, you know, advocating for this. This is something that we, we didn't want our members to think that we were, we didn't care either way. Uh, obviously, it's something we felt was very important, and you know, we wanted our members to know that this is something we thought that we should move forward with. So we went at our meetings with that attitude. Uh, we didn't tell people how to vote, but we did. Uh, we did make sure that we, you know, they knew that our stance was it was something that they that we thought would be beneficial to our members. So the vote comes in, it's 94% uh, in favor of it. What happened next? And then what's, you know, wh- what are you, where are you got? Because that kind of catches us up. I mean, that happened on, on the 1st of November, and we're here just uh, a few days later. So what, wh- uh, you know, what happened then? And then what's happening right now for you guys? Well, so we had our vote. Uh, you know, we sent out our press releases, and we celebrated a little bit, you know. And now the real work starts. Um, you know, one of the things we've always kind of said is once this passes, and assuming it would pass, is uh, we've got to do this, we've got to do it right, we've got to do it right the first time. And so now's when the real planning, the engineering, um, getting ready, making sure we have everything in, in, in order so that uh, we can fulfill all the promises that we made. And, and I think we're in pretty good shape to do that. Last thing I had for you, what advice would you give to folks or what? I mean, we talked yesterday, there's some things that you wish you had known then that you know now, but what are some advice if there's somebody who's sitting on the fence and maybe right where you guys were a few months ago and going to need to talk to their membership and whether they need to get a vote or whether they just need to communicate about this with them, what's some advice or some things you learned, some wisdom you picked up along the way that you can pass on to them? Well, one of the things I would say is, you know, be sure that everyone is involved as early as possible. Um, everyone internally or externally? Yes, internally. We, you want to make sure that uh, it's not just the engineers and, and the finance people talking. If, if communications is going to be involved, make sure they're involved. Make sure everyone's up to speed and, and do as much research as you can because you're going to get questions. Uh, and, and, you know, when this started off, 
fiber optic was, I, I knew what it was. I had a general idea of how it worked, but there was still a little bit of, you know, voodoo in there somewhere. Uh, and, and so we did get questions about that. And, and so I'm, I'm glad we, we all came together and did all the research we could to be able to somewhat answer the questions that were being asked. Uh, another thing I would advise is, um, you know, be sure you're, because it is kind of technical and, and there is a little bit of mystery involved, uh, be sure you're speaking on to a level that everyone understands. Um, one interesting thing we did is before we had our meetings, we did a, a dry run, I guess, with all of our employees. You know, and our employees were a pretty good representation of our membership. They're our members, and they live in the area, and their families in the area. So we let them ask questions. And not only do they ask questions that general public would ask, they also ask questions about how internal stuff. And, and it was things that we needed to hear and, and uh, needed to consider also. So that was a good, good way to get started. Definitely. The more answers you have before the questions come, then you're, you're, you're starting off ahead. Well, Michael, I appreciate it. That's, that's exciting news for you guys. And, and like, like you said, you know, to have 94%, that certainly puts you guys in a much stronger position than if it had been, you know, a little more split and controversial. So thank you for, for sharing those insights and for joining me on the uh, podcast today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. He is Michael Cornelison. He is the Director of Communications at Joe Wheeler EMC in North Alabama. I'm Andy Johns with Word South. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.